Hello and welcome to Hands-On Techie Talks, where we talk about all things creation innovation for kids like you. My name is Danielle Boyer, and I'm an Indigenous teen business owner, author, and robot maker. And I'm Vinia Gunashaker, a 12-year-old changemaker who loves robots, helping my community, and protecting our environment. Don't worry, you can follow along with this episode at home at www.steamconnection.org slash hands-on with our fun activity sheet. Today, it is just me again. I'm going to be talking a bit about my experiences and how I actually got into STEAM and what I'm doing now with my STEAM skills and how I actually use it every single day in my industry. So I've been interested in STEAM for a really long time, Uh, as long as I can remember, actually. I remember when I was a little kid, I would take apart the furniture in our house and just leave it stuck together. And I would wait for my parents to come up and like step on it. And it would like just collapse underneath them. I thought that was the funniest thing. And my parents were like, oh my gosh, it is time to get this girl a Lego set. And so I started playing with Legos. I started playing with Erector sets. I started making different creations for my stuffed animals. And I realized I always loved having the ability to create and make things. And I didn't always know what to do with that. It's kind of like, I like to make things, now what? And the now what came when I was a lot older, or maybe not even a lot older, but at the time I felt a lot older. I was 10 years old and I was at the grocery store with my mom. I remember just looking down the aisles. I was like, oh my gosh, can we look at the toy section? She was like, sure. Usually we didn't get anything from the toy section. It can cost a lot of money and I saw these animal puppets, like a whole set of them. Everything from like a hippo to a horse. I was like, I wonder if I could do something with this. You know, what if I, what if I taught a class at our homeschool group? And for those of you who don't know, homeschooling is basically your parents teach you or you learn it like uh, a church or um, an institution that isn't a school, if that makes sense. And uh, my parents taught me every single day. I got to learn a lot of things that they don't teach in public school. A lot about uh, stuff in religion, too. And we had a homeschool group where people could sign up to take classes that were taught usually by other parents. And that way you could learn things that you wouldn't maybe learn in public school, which I thought was really cool. I got to take a class in... um, in media and in TV and things. And that was really interesting. I got to be in my own commercial and voice a dog, which was, it was terrifying. Everyone else was so much older than me. And I was in middle school and I voiced a dog named Oreo. And I I think what I I remember saying, um, I'm not old enough for an owner. It was like an adoption ad for for puppies. And um, I don't think I would have ever been able to do that if I was in public school. So there's definitely some really cool positives and cool experiences that happen because of that. But um, in with those classes, there were also classes that they were all taught by parents, right? And I really wanted to teach a class too. And so when I saw those animal puppets, it really sparked an idea in my mind. I was like, what if I used my skills in, you know, I, I like to draw a lot. I really liked uh, learning about animals, things like penguins. I really liked making activity books. I really liked writing. It's like, what if I used all of these skills and I combine them together and I teach a class? And at that point I was 10 years old. So maybe some of all of your ages, right? And at first my mom was like, you've got to be kidding me. 
you're 10, right? But w when I was 10, I felt like nothing could stop me. And even now, at almost 20 years old, I still feel the same way. Nothing can stop me from doing what I want to do. And I think that's a really good mentality to have because if you believe that no one can stop you and that you can do what you want to do in life, then you can just go forth and make the most amazing things happen. But my mom went to, to the board and everything and was like, oh my gosh, my daughter wants to teach this class. Can we, you know, She was like, I'll make sure she doesn't go completely off the rails and uh, I'll you know, oversee it. And they ended up letting me. And I learned a lot of uh, things in the process. I learned off the bat, I wasn't the best at it. Um, I remember giving a ton of sugar to all the students, which sounds like a really good thing, but when you're teaching, um, it's not always the best thing. I know when I have sugar, I get so hyper and I'm like, woo-woo-woo-woo. But imagine that for all of your students at once. It was crazy. And I learned a lot of things in the process. And, and given I was 10, I had room to, to grow and to learn. And that's that beautiful thing about being young. You have the ability to grow and to change and to learn. And you have the ability to fail and to learn from failing. I think a lot of people are afraid of failing and afraid of making decisions that aren't always the best. But when you're young, I think that's a beautiful thing because a lot of the time you, I mean, I say you, I mean me, Sometimes in the past, I've seen different things and I've thought, oh my gosh, if I'm going to fail at it, why would I even try? And that mentality stops you from doing awesome things. I remember when I was uh, first interested in, you know, joining a robotics team at my high school. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm totally not meant to be here. This isn't meant for me. Um, and, and I ignored it and I decided to join anyways because my best friend at the time was like, you should do it, you should do it. And so I did it. And when I joined, I really didn't feel like I belonged at all. And the other kids in the team made sure I didn't feel like I belonged either. A lot of the kids were really mean and were telling me a lot of things like, oh my gosh, you could never pursue robotics. You're not meant to be here. You don't know what you're doing. And it was true, I didn't know what I was doing. I was, I think I was like 15. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a degreed engineer. I'm still not a degreed engineer. It's that, it's that process of learning. If you ever let people make fun of you for learning, then they're not, they're not your friends. They're not your allies. They're not there for you. You should always be able to fail and learn and be comfortable in that environment. And if you're not in a safe place to do that, then you, if you're able to, you should look for other environments to do that in. I know in high school there was a lot of clubs, and I know in a lot of schools there's a lot of clubs. So there's always opportunities to, to learn from those around you. Even if you only have one club, even if you're just meeting people online, there's many different ways to continue to grow and learn. But with those experiences and being in high school and having all those mean naysayers, I really had to make a decision. Do I want to continue doing what I'm doing and having people say these mean things? Or um, do I want to just quit now? And I almost quit. Um, I almost stopped doing what I was doing. And I almost just kind of put everything on a back burner and was like, oh, I don't need to do this anymore. I can, I can just, you know, I, I did some theater when I was in high school. I did some business club. I was like, okay, I can focus on this. I don't need to think about robotics. 
but I just loved it so much. And I was doing programs that really helped people and I was doing outreach events and I was teaching and I was like, oh my gosh, this really feels like what I'm supposed to be doing. So I trusted my gut, but I also gave myself a safe environment to learn. So I, I ended up quitting the robotics team and I went to a different team. And the same thing happened again. Um, people were really rude and I was the only girl, the only uh, like upperclassman girl. So basically an upperclassman in the United States is like a junior and a senior in high school. So it goes freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. And um, I was a senior. It's a funny story actually. I, when I first got, uh, when I was done homeschooling and I got to public school, I didn't know what a freshman or a junior was or anything. And I joined uh, junior year and I didn't know. It was so embarrassing. So I was like, what grade are you in? And I couldn't answer. I'm sure all of you know what grades you're in, but I had no idea. And um, then going to that new robotics team at a nearby high school, I still felt the same way. People were still really rude. And I loved the environment more because there were some cool people, but I still just was like, wow. This is so awful. People are always going to say rude things. And then I realize people are going to say rude things. And that's okay. It's okay that people are going to sometimes be rude and say rude things. That shouldn't let you affect how you see yourself or how you think of yourself as a person or what you can accomplish or do in the world. It doesn't mean, however, that you shouldn't leave the environment if it isn't healthy for you, if you're able to. I know some environments you're stuck in and you have to make the best of it. But it made me realize that no matter what people say, I should just trust me and my interests and my goals. And I shouldn't listen to what anyone else is saying. And that helped me a lot because I started doing what I liked doing just because I enjoyed it. I started working with robotics and I started um, inventing things and I started uh, looking at code. I started doing so many things that I hadn't done before for fun. A lot of the time I felt like I was just doing it for other people or because I felt like I just didn't belong in a lot of the environments. So I had to be good at everything. Fact is, I'm not good at everything. For example, I hate chemistry. It is so not fun. Who? It is not fun to me at all. It's fun to some people, but it's not to me. I love um, animals and I love, especially underwater animals, I love like stingrays. Um, I love fish. I just think it's so cool. I love robotics. I love animatronics. I love teaching. It's like, how can I use these unique skills and interests and how can I use that to help other people? And with those realizations, uh, I started my own organization called The Steam Connection, which hosts this podcast. And then I also invented Every Kid Gets a Robot, which is a robot that I invented that costs less than $20 and goes to kids for free and is 3D printed and stuff, which is awesome. And I fully felt like I was in control of my own future when I invented Ecker. I realized that I could pursue what I wanted because I wanted to, and I could help people because I had the ability to. And once I had that realization, no one could take that away from me. No one could tell me that I couldn't do something. Because even if I couldn't do it in the moment, I knew I could learn how to. Because I have the ability to learn and I have the ability to grow and I have the ability to do what I want to do in life. And that's what I want a lot of you to take away from this very short, uh, brief um, episode. I want you to realize that you can go forth and do what you want to. Whether it be studying cool things in science or just 
doing really awesome things in math or joining that club that maybe you were scared to or learning how to code on your laptop or even just talking to people. There are options and there are things you can do to help you become the best you to pursue all of your dreams. Even when things are hard in life and there's difficult circumstances and there's things standing in your way, no one can take away that power you have in yourself and no one can take away your confidence and your tenacity and your ability and your knowledge. No one can take those things away from you. So that is why it is so important to keep believing in yourself and to keep talking to other people who help you realize that you're awesome and that you can do the coolest of things. I just think about what would have I done if I had realized these things earlier? What if, what if I had realized these things when I was 10 years old and first starting that class? I probably would have started something like that sooner. I probably would have invented my robot sooner. So that's why I think this message is really important for you all. You all are, are a lot younger than I am now. I'm 19. And I'm only just getting started. So if you all could start now, just think about the power you have. I think youth have the power to change the world. And not only are we just changing the world in the future, we're changing it now. And this quote was actually um, by a young inventor named Allie Weber. And uh, she has a patent and everything. And she's 15 years old. She's on a TV show. She has a patent. She does the coolest stuff. So if your parents let you have a Twitter, be sure to check it out because it is awesome. But that's all I wanted to say for this episode this week. I know it's a bit of a short episode and it doesn't have Vinia in it. But next week, we're going to be talking about some really exciting things in the world of environmental innovation. I know this is a little bit of a break from it, but be sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, We always love having you on this journey with us and listening to our episodes every week. And your support means the absolute world to us. So thank you so, so much. And stay tuned next week.